0: When you hear the word marketing what comes to mind does it make you uncomfortable is it something you don't like to do do you like to be sold to do you like to sell is that the least favorite part of your business or is it something that you're willing to learn and really be good at if those questions are something that you are looking for answers to, then you might wanna stick around and listen to this week's episode. You are listening to episode 13 of Tried and True with Caroline. On today's episode, I'm doing a recap of a marketing conference that I was at a couple of weeks ago. It's got lots of information on what I learned. Hopefully you'll be able to take a few of these um, tips and use them in your own business. So I look forward to you listening to this episode. Thank you for being here. This is Tried and True, a place to chat about how aligning your daily wellness routine, mindset, and self-care contribute to building meaningful businesses and relationships while curating an empowered and fulfilling life. Being an entrepreneur isn't easy, and learning to balance all of the things is another story, but completely worth it. Through these podcasts, my goal is to bring creative conversations to the table that empower, enlighten, and elevate your workspace wherever you you are listening. If you are looking for a place that's going to support that big dream of yours, replace your doubt with, you got to do this thing. Know that progress is better than perfection and momentum is magic. You're in the right place. And you know, that thing you keep looking for that you believe is going to change everything? I've got news for you. If you're still looking for it, I have your answer. Go and look in the mirror. You are the answer, my friend. I believe that the messages we hear are never a coincidence. And when the student is ready, the teacher appears. So if this sounds like your sort of conversation, I've got a seat reserved just for you. Learn from the past, be wildly curious in the now, and blaze a new trail to the future. Your time is now, my friend. Welcome, and thank you for joining me. I'm your host, Caroline, and let's get this show started. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Tried and True with Caroline. So a couple of weeks ago, I attended a conference here in Orlando put on... By Funnel Gorgeous, which is run by Kathy Olson and Julie Stoyan. And the name of the conference was called Marketers Heart. And I learned a lot of great things in those three days. And I thought that I would put together um, a podcast that talked about some of the different things, some of my takeaways from that conference. And I wanted to share them. So that's what this episode is all about. It's a little bit about how we can market ourselves better, just talking in general of things that will help us be better at our productivity and a lot of other little things that I picked up. So let's get started. So the first thing that they opened up the conference with pretty much was show the F up. It was very interesting how that was the first thing that they opened up with being that we're all coming from different places. Yes, I'm local. But at that point, if you showed up to this conference, you're showing up for yourself. This was more along the lines of, are you really showing up for you, which in turn means that you're showing up for your business and who it is that you are serving out there in internet land or anywhere else. So Are you showing up? How are you showing up for your business? Are you doing videos? Are you making connections, honest connections? Are you being consistent? What are the things that inspire you to want to show up? Are you creating a plan to show up? The really big question at the end of the day is, what is it costing you to not show up? So, If you hear thunder in the background, it's not my special effects. There's actually a really big storm outside. So going back to the first question, are you showing up? That was another thing that Julie started talking about was we, and not all of us, a lot of people are just afraid to show up online if they haven't done their hair, if they haven't done their makeup, and maybe this doesn't apply to men. I think women are more judgmental in showing up because of how they are showing up to the rest of the world. There's a level of, am I worthy enough? Am I good enough? Do I look good enough? Are people going to pay attention to me if I don't have makeup and if I don't have the perfect outfit on and my hair is not perfect? And I think there's truth to that. I'm not saying that we should, you know, do our presentations right after we roll out of bed and do I think, yes, that your hair should be look somewhat decent, yes, and brushed and not all frazzled. Yes, I think that we have to be put together somewhat. But I don't think it needs to be perfect. Like we don't have to spend three hours getting ready to do a five minute presentation, or to go online quickly. I don't think that we have to make sure that everything is super perfect. And that paralyzes people for showing up and serving, and doing what they are meant to do. Because remember, at the end of the day, people are not buying what we have on. People are not buying what we look like. People are buying the feeling that they are going to get when they are going through our program, when they've purchased the product that's going to help them improve their life really they're listening to the message as much as you might want to think that they're looking at you or us they're really not paying attention to that they're paying attention to the message that you are getting across to them so always keep that in mind so her message was show up show up as you show up as people know you as that person and be consistent well, what if nobody's watching? What if, no, what if I don't get any likes? What if I don't get any conversation in my, in my live as I'm doing it? Should I wait for people to show up? No, don't wait for people. Just get on and talk. They'll catch it on the replay. They will catch it if it's meant for them to see. Don't worry about the fact that you don't know who's listening to you. The person that needs to hear you will hear the message. What is inspiring you to show up? What do you need? What is your message? What are you getting across to the people that I'll call them your avatar, your, your perfect person? What do you need to get across to them? What problem do you solve? What does your product do? That's what you need to be showing up with and that's what you need to be talking about Because there are plenty of people out there that have that problem that your product or service helps to solve. And if you don't show up, you cannot help those people that need your help. Make a plan and stick to it. Even if it's I'm going to go live once a week on Wednesdays at 10 o'clock, I'm going to do that consistently and show up and do it. And when people see that you are showing up consistently at 10 o'clock every Wednesday, they will begin to show up to see you there at that time. And the last thing is, what is it costing you by not showing up? So by you not showing up, what does what happens when you don't show up? Do you then start to judge yourself? Do you then start to go into the downward spiral of my business isn't working? Nothing that I'm trying is making any progress. I haven't gotten any new clients. I mean the list could go on and on and on. The real key is what is it costing you? It's costing you your own mental health and wellness because now you're starting to be down on yourself because you're not doing the thing that you said you were going to do and you really shouldn't be judging yourself. I think naturally that's what we start to do but if you would just get out of your comfort zone and show up for you, then in turn, you are showing up for your potential clients. You're showing up for yourself. You're showing other people that something is possible for them to accomplish by you showing up. So that's the first one. The second one is building relationship wealth. So building relationship wealth has to do with you creating abundant relationships with other people in possibly your niche, possibly, obviously, maybe in other areas, but building connections with people and collaborating with other people, maybe they're not your, um, how do I want to say this, like, they're not like, let's say you are a dog groomer, okay, And all you think you need to talk to are people that are dog groomers. So you just get yourself in this collection of dog groomers and you don't feel like you're growing like you could be growing. What you would do is start to branch out and maybe find a podcast that talks about dog grooming and reach out to that person and maybe be on their podcast about dog grooming. Or maybe there's an online forum where they talk about, people talk about dog grooming tips if you own a dog grooming business. Do you see what I'm talking about here? How you start to branch out and look for other avenues to find other people that are in your type of business that can offer you information. And you start building relationships that will help to cross over and possibly you help promote this person and this person promotes your business or you go on this person's podcast and then you become friends with this person. Don't always look at it as in what is in this for me. By sharing your information and casting your net wide, you are able to help a lot of people and in turn you start building relationships so when you need that favor or you need someone to maybe help you with something that's good in marketing or help you with something to get your other message out or maybe you're creating a new product for your business and you meet someone that specializes in product development. You have built all of these connections with all of these people that you've met and you can start really collaborating with other people and it's not just about you. If you have ever heard the quote like build your well before you're thirsty. That's kind of the principle behind what I'm saying here about building these relationships, these wealthy relationships, because you'll be able to tap into all of these people that you've created connections with that can help you when you are in that new space of your business. Okay, I think that's all I wanted to say on building the wealth relationship. Oh, and and really quickly, I will have a list of all of the presenters that presented at the conference in the show notes so that you can go and look at, you know, their programs that they offer. Uh, Because this is all like a culmination of things that I heard people talking about. So I don't want to I didn't want to say like this person said this and this person said that because then that would be just like a narrative of the whole conference. But I will put everybody's information in the show notes so that you can go and check them out because everyone that spoke was just amazing. Please do that after when you have time. Okay. So the third one is building an audacious brand. So if you're new in the entrepreneurial space, First of all, the word audacious, I think when people hear the word audacious, we automatically think of maybe something negative, like, you know, this person had the audacity to, you know, tell me that they didn't like the way that I showed up online or something. I don't know. So we're used to, I think, hearing the word audacious in a sense of something negative, like being so boisterous that it was annoying. Whereas Tamara used this in a way that is being bold like be audacious with your message be audacious be bold with your brand you know hold it with conviction that this is what this is your platform that you stand on believe in what you are doing with that being said really when you're building your brand what is it that is important to you what what are you willing to like, if someone, you know, if you have both hands and you have your brand and you have something else, like what are you willing to like hold for dear life? That represents your brand. That's what you need to be bold about. That's your message. How are you, how are you surveying your market and finding that gap where whatever it is that you are selling and what is currently there in the market, what's missing? What can you add to your brand that is going to put the two together and create a better version of that thing that you want to put out into the world? Basically decide what you want your unicorn to be in your business. Like when someone says public speaking, why should your public speaking platform be any different than this person XYZ over here? What makes you stand out? What makes you your unicorn in your business? Client experiences, like how can you make your brand stand out? Sorry, that was my water bottle that just fell. As far as what you do for your clients because when you have a client experience that's very different and hopefully in a good way, they are going to remember that. And the next time someone says something about, oh, you need to try XYZ product or service because they are just like their customer care and their customer program is just, it's amazing. You've got to see this. That's how you want people referring to your brand and make sure that it is 100% clear what it is that you offer because clarity is going to convert. Clarity will convert. Confusion is not going to be good for your brand. If people are not understanding what your brand encompasses and there's confusion, they're going to go somewhere else. So to kind of cut to the chase, just make it very clear what you do. Okay. And be bold with how you are going to put it out into the world. All right. My next topic is planning and putting it on your calendar and although this one sounds very simplified and it almost is like a no-brainer like why wouldn't we put things on a calendar I am very guilty of this and I've gotten better at it I need to improve on it definitely because I am the I'm the person that writes things down on my paper calendar on my desk on my big desk calendar and then I don't want to put it into a digital calendar not that I've double booked myself cuz I've been good about not doing that but still I still find myself as I'm getting busier and busier, you know, more appointments that it's it's something that I I really need to get I need to get on the ball with by putting things on your calendar even just things like your your things that you're doing every day. Those are the things that you actually should be putting on your calendar first. Like if you are doing carpool, if you are um, if you do a specific workout every day, or you go to the gym three days a week, or you whatever it is that are the staple items for your week, you need to put those on your calendar first, and then start building out your time from there. Then you can see what how much time you have for the things that are essential in getting your business running and taken care of. And also putting everything on your calendar makes you more accountable for doing that thing. Because when you see that from 10 to 11, three days a week, you have visibility, visibility, that's that's what you're doing for your business. You're focusing on visibility on your business between 10 and 11, three days a week. And then you block that on your calendar. You know that on those three days from 10 to 11, your focus is only visibility. We're not gonna check email, we're not going to check our phone for Facebook messages, we're not going to be on Instagram, we're not gonna be on YouTube. We are simply working on a visibility plan for our business. That's what I mean by calendaring and keeping yourself accountable for that thing. By calendaring things, you are hopefully limiting your distractions. You will suffer less from decision fatigue at the end of the week because your calendar will already be planned and there should not be a question of, did I miss something? Did I overbook myself? Did I, by planning out your calendar, you can see from week to week this week is going to be really heavy next week i only have whatever planned however your weeks go it will allow you to be a lot more specific and focused in your week which hopefully will turn into more productivity but definitely already have your staple items plotted on the calendar even dinner time If you have kids and you know that you spend an hour at night with them for homework and that's your thing, you want to participate in that, then mark that on your calendar. If you are setting up yourself for to be on podcasts or you are writing a book or you are whatever it is that you're doing, make sure that you are blocking those things on your calendar because if you don't block them on your calendar, there's a good chance that you are not going to do them because you're going to get bogged down on all of the other things in your life that could potentially take priority over all of the other things and just living day to day. It's very easy to get caught up in not getting a lot of those things done. So that's the calendar thing. Number five, Be strategic with how you are showing up. So yes, this goes back to a little bit about show the F up um, from the first thing that I talked about, but this is more along the lines of being strategic with how you are marketing yourself and your business. If you're trying to do all the things, you're trying to do Pinterest, you're doing Instagram, you're doing YouTube, you're doing TikTok, you're doing stories, you're doing reels, you're doing Facebook, you're doing Facebook groups. You're doing, I don't know what else is out there. There's probably a million other things. LinkedIn, um, you're doing, I don't know. You're doing podcast tours. You have to pick two or three that you want to be really, really good at and just focus on those. Learn them and show up consistently on those platforms and make sure that it is working for you. If you just... Ultimately, despise and just don't like showing up every day on Facebook Lives, then do something else. But do something else that you are going to feel good about and that you are going to be productive doing. I'm not saying that you shouldn't go live because I think that there's a, a visibility and a no, like, and trust when we do go live because people get to hear our voice people get to see us people get to see what's going on in our business world and people begin to relate to whatever it is that we are offering and just our general personality that goes with it you don't have to show up every single day but as long as you are producing something that is helping to move the needle in your business On the platform of your choosing, that's what counts. Just because you think that no one is watching you or no one leaves, you know, people are, you don't have a thousand comments, it doesn't mean that people are not seeing your business, that people are not seeing you. Crickets will still build consistency because it will happen over time. Don't get discouraged when you see that, you know, no one shows up to your live or Again, you don't have lots of comments. It's okay, just keep showing up. And think outside of the box. Look at your other people in the space that you are in. Let's say you're in coaching. Look at how other people are showing up on Instagram, on Facebook, on TikTok, on Pinterest. Look at how they are showing up. Success leaves clues. I'm not saying you have to do everything like that individual but if you see that whatever something that someone else is doing is is working then put your own spin on it and see how it performs for you it may not perform well for you i don't know but it's worth a try most of all believe in what you are doing believe in your product believe in yourself believe in what your offer is and believe that you know that you have the tools to help other people. When you don't believe in your own product enough, people are going to see through that. They will see in your media and the way that you are um, promoting your product, how much faith you have in what you do, how you're showing up. That's what you need to think about, okay? Number six, visibility. Visibility is talking about how you are getting yourself out there. So yes, you're going to show up for, you know, your social media. Maybe you are going to put yourself in, uh, maybe you're going to do guest blogging or you're going to get yourself in magazines or you want to write a book or be part of a multi-author book. There's so many different ways that you can get yourself out there. But the key is creating a plan for your visibility. So how are you generating leads for yourself? How are you showing up? Are you going to different Facebook groups and answering questions and making connections with people? How are you creating lead magnets? Are you doing webinars? Are you looking into being a guest on other people's podcasts? Or possibly you have your own podcast and you are trying to get yourself out there to you know acquire guests or to share your story and whatever it is that you talk about on your podcast on someone else's show. Which types of platforms resonate with you? That's something that only you can answer, but the key is to create visibility for yourself. Making yourself a plan. Okay, this week I'm reaching out to five different conference organizers to possibly speak on their stage, either virtually or in person. I'm going to contact three different magazines to see about writing a contributing article for them. I'm going to reach out to see if I can be a a guest on someone's blog. And I'm going to pitch myself to be on three different podcasts talking about, um, I don't know entrepreneurship that's what I mean by creating a visibility plan how are you being more visible out there in your connections and really making a difference in what you're doing if you just say okay I'm just gonna show up every day on Instagram that's not really a visibility plan really be instrumental in your growth by looking at various avenues that you can put yourself in front of so that your audience can grow because that's the main thing is the more people you put yourself in front of the more people you can tell what you do in your business and of course where can people find you if you have a website if you have a a blog if you have a podcast if you maybe you've done multiple interviews are you linking those interviews to your email list that that you send out if you don't have an email list you should probably start an email list And put all of those things so that people understand the depth of your work and all of the things that you have the capability of doing or where your expertise lies. All of the information that you have to offer them. That is visibility. And number seven, there were a couple of coaches that spoke. The first thing that they opened with was really be a good listener really, really listen. If you're doing a discovery call, if you are online, live, and you're taking questions, really listen to that person who's asking the question. Because by really just listening to them, you're really going to be able to have a more focused and personalized response back to them. And I know maybe that sounds like, well, we should already know that. Yes, I agree. There's a difference between active listening and just listening. Like you could pretend like you're listening to someone, but are you really, could you repeat back to them what they just said to you? That is active listening. And by making sure that we understand the person on the other side that's talking to us, making sure we understand them clearly, making sure that when we, re- we, when we repeat back to them, what they say their, their issue is or their problem is or what they need help with, that we say the same things that they said to you. We're not rephrasing it, we're saying it exactly the way that they said it. Why do we do that? So that they can actually hear what they've physically said. Because when we're talking, we don't always hear ourselves the way other people hear us. So by someone repeating back to you, what you've just said word for word is powerful. It will give them the opportunity, no, that's not what I meant to say, this is what I meant to say, and then they clarify it, and then you re-clarify it, so that they know that you are on the same page with them. And just because someone agrees to get on a clarity call, discovery call, whatever you wanna call it, doesn't necessarily mean that They have to purchase your product or that you have to sell something to them because maybe what you have isn't right for them in that moment in time in their life, but you let them be the judge of that and you let them know all the ways that that product can potentially benefit their life at this time. And if you genuinely feel like this is not good for them in that moment, then don't even offer it to them. Let them just talk. Or you can say to them, you know what, based on the space that you're in right now, maybe now is not the right time for you to take part in this particular uh, program that I'm offering. If I'm, you know, trying to get into a million dollar mastermind right now, and let's say I have the $25,000 to put down on this mastermind. I really don't have any business being in this mastermind right now because I'm not anywhere near the million dollar mark. So it would kind of not really do me a, a it would kind of be a disservice I think to put me in a position like that. Now if I'm making maybe 800000 it would be a good idea for me to be put into this mastermind but I don't know that I would want to be put into this million dollar mastermind right now. But if they just took my money and said oh yeah You're making, you know, way less than a million dollars, but we're just going to take it anyway. You'll be fine. I don't know that that would be very responsible. I mean, it would be, you know, probably like a fabulous, crazy goal to do. I don't know that it would be responsible to do. That's what I'm talking about. And I don't know, I might ruffle feathers on that one. But just make sure that you are doing what is always in best interest of the client or the potential client on the other end of the phone. Another thing about the coaching thing is making sure that you are reliable and your customers see that. So, I think people can be and this has happened a couple of times where you enroll in a course and the and the people are just always very, oh yeah, we're going to be, you know, so supportive and we're going to do this and that. And you know what? They really don't end up being that supportive. Um, It was just like a quick win for them. And now that they have your money, it doesn't really matter. And I've seen people talk about this many times. And it's kind of disheartening because you want to offer your client as much help and knowledge as they are going through a program or process because they've probably not been in that position before and they need the help to get through it. And so when people buy these programs and they don't they don't have the support that it needs to go through them, it can be very challenging because they're changing themselves, but then their body is or their their, their mind is reacting to it as in this is really hard. I don't know that I can do this. And they need that that support of yes, this is just it's a little obstacle but you can get through this and this is what you need to do at this point. And in some places, the coaches that sign up these people for these programs, they're just absent. They're not there to help get them through that thing. And then the program doesn't work as well for that person. And again, I'm not saying that this is every single course out there because obviously there are some incredible people out there doing amazing work, but there are also people that take advantage of that coaching space. A reminder to be mindful that as people go through your programs, whatever it is that you are charging, be a beacon of light for them. Because a lot of times people have not been in these spaces before and they need the encouragement, they need the reassurance that this is something that they can get themselves through and it will be better for them on the other side. I really encourage you, if you've never been to a marketer's heart, this was my second one. Last year's was online because of COVID and their next marketer's heart is going to be in New Orleans next February. I'm part of the Funnel Gorgeous FG Society, which is a certified marketer's program, which I will also put a link to in the comments. Um, where they talk about they teach you how to build your funnels um, how to write sales copy how to design and then create the tech part for your for your sales funnels so It's a really great program, and I think that's it for today. Overall take on this episode is showing up for yourself, building your audacious brand, or maybe tweaking it if you feel like there's areas that you need to kind of go back in and rework some things. Being strategic with how you are showing up. Reminding yourself to build relationship wealth. Put your things on a calendar and really, really stick to your plan. Have yourself a visibility plan so that you can create new connections in your market and really make yourself more visible out there, which means more people you can help. If you're out there in the coaching business, really focus on listening and understanding clearly what it is that your client or potential client needs. Thank you for being here today. I hope that you take away some of these um, tips and they were helpful to you and I will see you next week. I would really love to hear your feedback so I would appreciate it if you would go to iTunes and leave a review on this podcast and don't forget to subscribe so that you're sure not to miss any episodes and remember direction is everything you rock and I'll see you next week friends.